Welcome back, listeners, to the Fantasy Scape Podcast. And today we're really excited to bring you a, or I guess our first uh, 2022 Rookie Superflex Mock Draft. This is uh, a 12 team mock. Um, it is currently January 15th. Uh, we just finished watching the the Pats Bills game. Bills absolutely waxed the Patriots. And uh, we would like to point out uh, most of these picks were made before the national championship, I believe. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So we've we've been sitting on this one for a while. Um, That's going to be important for a particular someone in this draft. But, uh, yeah, without further ado... um, the order for the mock so it goes the nick has the 101 uh alex the 102 michael the 103 and i have the 104 and then it just cycles back again so nick has the 101 105 and 109 you guys can figure it out from there um so yeah uh let's let's just jump right into it um Actually, before we start, quick question for you guys: Do you guys like to when 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 do you think you would like to have your rookie uh, draft? I would I've say, heard some people say before the NFL draft, after. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I personally like. I can see the appeal of before, but I really like after, just because I don't know it. It just seems the most fair. After is definitely probably better in my opinion. Like it'd be really interesting to do before, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the appeal of both because I think like if you're in a league where people are really hardcore, especially about like evaluating college players, I could see the, how it can be enjoyable to do it before and like place your bets on prospects. But at the same time, I can see the appeal of doing it after because a, you don't have to be as hardcore and be like, evaluating situations is like just important as important in fantasy as evaluating players. So it kind of like packages those two together more. Uh, but so it really just depends, I think, uh, on what like your league mates would find fun. I could see both. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of an experience thing too. Like, like no, no offense to anyone, but like, I feel like the general dynasty, uh, Average dynasty player, I guess, it isn't a hardcore like prospect evaluator. Uh, they they kind of hear most of these guys' names through the NFL draft, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm going to look at that guy." Yada yada yada. So it, it's kind of an experience thing. Um, uh, but we all agree we should you should have it like around the NFL draft, right? Like not like two months after or something like that. Yeah. 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 That's when that rookie hype is really flowing through everyone. I think you mentioned Uh, in the chat, the best trades can go down like league altering trades. I think were the exact words you said. Yeah. That's always fun. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's just get into it. So like I said, Nick has the first pick. And uh, Nick, uh, would you like to explain your selection here? 
Yeah, so with the 1.01, uh, I'm taking Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Uh, the dude's a complete like athletic freak. He's kind of like, he's pretty much DK Metcalf uh, if he were a little more fluid in like better college production. Uh, that's how I see him. Uh, another reason I'm taking a wide receiver first, because usually like, especially since we're in super flex, uh, QB and running back are typically more valuable positions. Uh, I think since we're doing this before, like any teams have selected any players, I think that wide receiver has like the best like situation. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. Like if you're good, you can produce. And I just can't say that with everybody else. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think like just comparing him to the other wide receiver prospects, he's just, he's just so insane. And I don't know how like some places think that he's like the fifth wide receiver. We were talking about this, like, there's absolutely no way. Once Mel Kuyper finds out like who Traylon Burks is, he's gonna be like a top ten pick. That's what he did with <laughs> PFF. Sorry. Yeah, PFF. I had a little bit of a cough there. Um. Yeah. Uh. So with the one hundred and one, you you really need to make sure you like nail the pick. Mm-hmm. And I think in terms of like floor to ceiling combination. I think Trey Launch is the best pick right now at the 101. You know, screw position, positional scarcity be damned. Like, if you have the 101 and you're going to use it, you want to use it on the best player. And for the information we know right now, that is that is Traylon Burks. For sure. He's a freak. Uh, and if I had the 1.01, I'd be glad to get him. All right. Um, uh, well, next pick is Alex. Alex, who did you select and uh, dive into it a little bit? Well, uh, with the 102, um, I did struggle a little bit because I really wanted Traylon. Obviously, I kind of had an idea he'd be gone. So my next, like the next guy I'd really want in this draft is actually Malik Willis just because of his rushing upside. Um. I was, like, looking at his stats in the past two seasons. I just combined them just, like, because I think, like, one of them wasn't, like, I think it was just, like, really impressive what he did in two seasons. Um, It was, like, 18, 22 rushing yards and 27 touchdowns, which, as a QB, that's ridiculous. And the only thing that you have to worry about with him is he's a project QB, and where he lands is definitely going to be important. But, like, he... I think we already mentioned this. Like he already he has like the Trey Lance upside where he has the rushing capability and he has a like strong arm. But it just with Trey Lance he landed in San Francisco where he has a good defense and a lot of good weapons. So it really depends where Malik lands and like what kind of head coach he has and how they'll develop him. I think right now he's projected to be like a late first, early second, um, in like the real NFL draft. And obviously we saw, that's, it, it kind of reminds me of like Lamar Jackson a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we know what, what kind of a fantasy asset Lamar is now. Um, yeah, if you're just shooting for upside, I think, I mean, if Malik Willis hits, he's like top 15 quarterback in fantasy, like pretty easily. Yeah, and I mean like, he has like, if he has a game where he starts like Trey Lance did and he like gets a bunch of rushing 
um, touchdowns or whatever. You could flip him too if you don't if you're not sold on him. I mean, yeah. there's just a lot you could do with him. And also, we've mentioned this every everyone knows this. Like in fantasy, we're not evaluating talent necessarily as much as like like talent in the game of football as much as talent in the game of fantasy football. So that's where the rushing upside is really important for like a QB. And one thing I'll give to this QB class uh, is that it feels like all the really bad teams all took quarterbacks last draft. And now like there's so much room for like potentially good situations uh, like who need a quarterback, like the Panthers kind of a good situation. I don't actually know there, but, like the Broncos would be a good one. I think the Washington football team, the Steelers, there's a lot of teams that could use a quarterback and just take one Patriots. at a reasonable. Yeah. Giants. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs. Uh, is, <laughs> like you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's just, there, there's a good situation to be had. Uh, and I think situation is so much of what goes into the quarterback play, as you could see from Mac Jones for the first a little bit of the season. So, but yeah, that's one thing that the quarterback class has going for here. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, and I have the one Oh three pick and I chose to go of Matt Corral, the old miss QB and similar to uh, Malik Willis. I chose him because of his rushing upside, but that's not all. Uh, if you look at his 2020 season, he had multiple games with multiple turnovers. And one of the things that you want to look for in QBs is for them to improve in their last year. And Matt Corral went from 29 touchdowns and 14 t- interceptions to 20 touchdowns and five interceptions. His decision-making skills just completely improved in this last season, which is something you definitely want to see when you're looking at a QB that you want to perform well in the NFL and not just that, but also in fantasy. It's also, I'd like to point out that he had 11 rushing touchdowns this year, which as, as we all know, rushing upside in fantasy is just unbelievable for a quarterback. And while Corral doesn't have really that much arm strength, he's currently valued as a, uh, what is it? A mid second rounder or an early second rounder? I heard the real NFL draft. Yeah. He's supposed to be like the first or second quarterback taken off the board. Oh, mm-hmm. see. Yeah. I'd be surprised if he wasn't a first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does his recent injury, uh, in his bowl game, does that concern you at all? Like uh, where he might be taken? Not really. I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. What? I think it was just, it a, just an ankle sprain. I, I haven't That's what I thought. Yeah. Let me let me search that really quick. Yeah, I didn't do any research on Matt Corral's injury, but I know it took him out of the game. And I don't know if that was something that he was lingering yeah, with. Yeah, it's just like an ankle sprain. Going into that game. X-rays confirmed okay. it's just an ankle sprain. Okay, cool. So, no, it doesn't really impact my decision-making at all. In this. Yeah, with him being a QB. Yeah. As we've we said earlier, just with the way that this draft is, the ability for these QBs to fall into better situations just automatically improves their value. And what made you decide to take a quarterback over like maybe 
uh, a running back or wide next running back or wide receiver prospect that you liked? Uh, in all honesty, it's just because of its uh, because both my own personal experience from this year, I kind of valued just QB is just a bit higher because my QB play this year for me at least killed me, and it's always better to just have a since it's super flex have your two starting QBs and maybe just an extra option or at least uh, if he shows, you know, sparks of talent and just the ability that maybe you can flip him for a position that you need more. But it was mostly my own uh, recency bias that really had me aim for QBs in my spot. All right. Uh, so I had the next pick. And I chose to pick Iowa State running back, Brees Hall. Uh, Brees Hall has been taking a lot of slander on the timeline recently. Um, and I don't, I don't really understand it. He's, he's a really good running back prospect. And I, I feel pretty strongly that he'll probably be taken in the second round. Um. Uh, it, just elite production ever since he's taken over that backfield in Iowa State. You know, Iowa State not known for its offensive firepower, um, but uh, he's he's been the engine there, and that's what you like to see. Uh, he, I think, I think yardage wise, he actually outproduced Najee Harris in twenty twenty, and Najee Harris, as we all know, first round pick from the Steelers. Um. And why I selected Brees Hall over some of the other running backs potentially in that tier, uh, talking mainly about Isaiah Spiller, um, Kenneth Walker, is his, his involvement in the receiving game, which is pretty sticky from college to the NFL. Had uh, 20 or more receptions in each of his three seasons at Iowa State. Uh, with this year, he... Um, Sorry, <clears throat> he he actually uh, almost doubled his uh, previous two years with 36. And, um, I mean, the guy just has a nose for the end zone. Uh, he broke some kind of record for, like, consecutive touchdowns scored, I believe, didn't he? I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure I remember hearing that. Um, Really, when it comes to these running backs, it just... It's going to matter about testing and landing space pretty much. And uh, I think out of pure, like, overall fantasy talent, I think I think Brees Hall is the number one for me. So that's why I took him here. I don't think you can go wrong with taking Brees Hall. Right. He is just a freak. His athleticism yeah, has also so given many... slandered a little bit. But uh, he's projected to run like a 4-4. I don't really understand that. And he hit 21.5 miles per hour on more than one occasion. Anyway, go ahead. I think there, yeah, I think there's so many like teams in need of a running back lately, especially because of all the injuries uh, that have been stacking up at the position. I don't really know what's been going on the last few years, but it's been so bad. Uh, But yeah, just like so many good teams are in need of a running back. Uh, that I could see him going in like the second round uh, to like a team that's potentially contending 
uh, and he'd be a really strong fantasy asset. And he'll be 21 next yeah. season. Yeah, like that's a great running back age. You're not wearing like it's not like Brian Brian Robinson coming into the league at like 42 or something like that. Brian Robinson's grandchildren will be attending the NFL draft. <laughs> um, Brian Robinson's been in the league longer than Brady. <laughs> for real. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, if Brees Hall gets selected to, like, let's say, like, the Cardinals in the second round, I mean, see what James awesome. Conner doing. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. That I would think be... Brees Hall would be a top 10 like dynasty running back instantly. Oh, for sure. Maybe like but top seven. That's not really saying much. I mean, running back is just a complete hellscape in terms of dynasty right now. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely top seven for Brees Hall if he gets selected by the Cardinals in the second round. All right, uh, Nick, you had the next pick. Yes, so for the 1.05, uh, I once again went wide receiver for the same reasons I did before, uh, and I chose Garrett Wilson. Uh, I was really close between Garrett Wilson and Drake London. Uh, Drake London, I guess, it will be explained later by someone else, but uh, Garrett Wilson, I just think, is like kind of freaky athletic. Not in the way that Traylon Burks is, but uh, I go to Ohio State. I watch every single Ohio State game in the last like couple of years, and like the amount of burst and like vertical, like I think he might like set a combine record for vertical. It's like absolutely absurd. Uh, the amount of burst that he has, uh, it's just crazy. I think that he definitely played like at least the second best player in that OSU team. It's pretty. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is probably the best wide receiver, but uh, Garrett Wilson you know, on that Ohio State offense, it's really hard to produce because all three of them are really good. But he just—he's just so good. Um, but yeah, again, I went wide receiver just because uh, I like—I think it's the safest way to go, and I like to avoid risk as much as possible. Because uh, I picked Trey Sermon in my dynasty startup, and I'm not doing anything like that again. Uh, and yeah, uh, that was my reasoning for the pick. Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon gives me like PTSD. <laughs> Preseason Trey Sermon takes. Have you technically you healthy scratched as a third round pick? Like. Their, their first game as Terrace Marshall Jr. Ouch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hurtful. Uh, all right. Uh, Alfie. Uh, actually, uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, I feel like He's he's no white man, but I feel like sneaky athletic fits kind of well with him. <laughs> he's, he's no Hunter Renfro, but like oh my God. he's not he's not necessarily like a blazer, but like you know he he could run by you, right? Um, he he kind of reminds me of CD Lamb 
when I watch him, I've made that comp before. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Both of them, not, nece- not necessarily Blazers per se, but like really good and like run after catch situations and have really good body control and all that. Um, yeah, really good talent. Um, yeah, um, good good player. Uh, I am a pro fantasy analyst, by the way. In case you were wondering, yes, sir. Uh, Alex, you had the next pick. All right. Um, Nick kind of touched on this. Uh, I guess me and him were thinking the same thing because if I if Nick would have taken Drake London, I would have taken Garrett Wilson. Vice versa, I took Drake London with the 106. Drake London, I mean, if you don't know who this dude is, you're probably living under a rock. He's a beast. He's 6'5 and 210 pounds, and I don't know. I don't. He didn't finish his season because he had a fractured ankle, I believe. But I don't know how many games he missed exactly, but when you go to look at his stats from 2021, he had 88 receptions for 1,000 yards and 7 touchdowns. That That's really good. And uh, the, my only concern with him is that he didn't break out earlier. I mean, like, he had two 500-yard seasons, and granted, in 2019, he had Michael Pittman and... Amon Ross St. Brown on his team in 2020. He had Amon Ross St. Brown as well. So, I mean, like, yeah, he wasn't getting the target share necessarily, but um, he he's just a beast if you watch him. You know, he's just someone that I can get excited for easily. So, I have no problem taking him at the 106. But, yeah, that that's just – that's all I really have to say about Drake London. Yeah, for being such a large human being, he he's actually like you'd expect someone like that to just be like a contested catch god, pretty much. But he's mm-hmm. actually really good in run after catch like situations. Yeah. And as we all know, that's like one of the most translatable things from college to NFL. If you can create yards for yourself, um, I I have no clue how he's gonna test. Like what kind of forty time he's gonna run? His speed does not stick out for me. Um, but I, I also don't think he needs to run like a so like a four four to be uh, to win uh, the way he does. If that makes no. sense. No, I'm with you. I looked There's, it up. He he only played eight games. By the way. Yeah, so, I mean, those that's are over a hundred yards per game. That's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. The comp that I've heard for him that I really like uh, is uh, Mike Evans, and I see that a lot in his game. Uh, he's just like a really big body, and it's really hard to like outbox him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Mike Evans, uh, touchdown god, pretty much. Yeah, that'd be a really um, good red zone threat to have. What? Mike Evans has like eight seasons and he's already has like 80 touchdowns, I think. Just yeah. Complete. He just can't guard. God. Can't guard the guy in the red zone. Yeah. Unless your name is Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. Lattimore. <laughs> 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 Say that whole thing. Oh, oh my God. It's tough. The amount that they hate each other. Like, <laughs> good God. 
That's the best rivalry in football. Oh, I know. That's much like RGV every time. Yeah. All, All right. Uh, continuing on. Uh, this is where we really the injuries that, come in because <laughs> yeah. this uh, draft order was written and re- filled out before the national championship and before the news that for pick seven, I had originally gone with Jameson Williams. And as we all know, in the national championship, he tore his ACL and that kind of ruins his chance at his rookie season, which definitely drops drops the stock quite a bit. However, I'm going to explain my reasoning for why I'd picked him here. It mostly has to do with his route running and his ability to uh, run after catch. As you know, uh, Jameson Williams was at uh, OSU for his first two years, and then he transferred to Alabama, where he excelled. He ran for uh, over fifteen or yeah, fifteen hundred yards, seventy-eight receptions, uh, fifteen touchdowns, absolute dominance in that uh, Alabama system. And there, he showed a good ability to create separation and to a good ability to run after he got the catch, which as you explained earlier, James, that's one of the most translatable uh, skills to the NFL is the ability to uh, get those yards for yourself. Yeah. I had mostly chosen him for the same reasons that Nick always has chosen his wide receivers for verse two is that the position is just uh, so translatable it's so uh like adaptable any situation you're put in they can still produce yeah and with receivers draft capital doesn't matter as much so when you look at a draft before the actual nfl draft it's the safest pick besides right i'd say yeah i'm not quite so uh i'm not uh, i'm not Sure that Jamison Williams will actually fall out of like. I don't think he's going to fall too far, but I still think he he's a first round pick. Yeah, like a later one, later one. But for this mid pick, I mean, you chose a Isaiah Spiller with the next pick, which would probably be a better pick now for this spot than. I was talking about the real NFL draft. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's still what designated to go. Uh, like 26 or 27. Yeah. I mean, best case scenario, he comes back like late October, right? Isn't yeah. it like an ACL tear like nine to 12 months? About that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like worst case scenario, though, you don't have him for his rookie season, but med- yeah. medicine has come so far. That you know, it's ACLs crazy. aren't what they were. Look, look at Burrow's recovery from his, yeah. like, killing his whole knee. Basically, you know, yeah, he tore his everything CL, ACL, MCL, all of it. Or look on. at uh, George Pickens. Last year, he tore his. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, ACL in May, March or May, and he was playing in the national championship. Made a couple plays, um, and he declared for the NFL draft. So, ACLs ain't what they used to be. Do you think? Uh, his matchup with a uh, Sauce Gardner 
uh, and how he got kind of like completely shut down in that game. Do you think that says more about him, or do you think that just said more about like the t- like the kind of player that Sauce Gardner was? I, I think that says a lot about the player that Sauce Gardner is. Man's never had a I touchdown. Think, like I also think like Alabama didn't really room. need to throw the ball. Yeah, they, yeah Brian them Robinson was Brian Robinson was having himself a day. Oh yeah, he was. That old man can run. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, you you want to know what's crazy about Jameson Williams? So him, so he, I think his max speed on the year, like tracked by an actual like radar, uh, advanced metric thing, was like twenty nine point seven or six miles per hour, and uh, Traylon Burks hit the same max miles per hour. Yeah. Twenty nine? He probably meant twenty two. Twenty two point nine, sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah twenty nine. Like what the hell? I think we all we all figured what you meant, James. Because you've always yeah. talked about a uh, Burke sitting that twenty two point nine speed. That's ridiculous for a man yeah. that's like two hundred thirty pounds. It's anyway, that's yeah. absolutely insane. Actually, I'll take this as a random public service announcement to say take uh, miles per hour way more seriously than 40 time. 40 right. time is like a good metric, but like a person like Traylon Burks would probably run like a much worse 40 than Jameson Williams, but they could both have the same game speed right. because the pads. The like, pads. The stronger that you are will like be the faster you are. So that's just Yeah, because you look at Derrick Henry. Evaluating a player. Yeah, exactly. Derrick Henry. Yeah, no one's and touching Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry ran like a 4-5 or, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when Derrick Henry hits that accelerator, no one's touching him. It, he, I mean, this is off topic, obviously, but like he just looks like the fastest player you've ever seen when he hits full speed. It's scary. It's yeah. fucking, like, freaking it, crazy. It looks like if he it ran a straight into a semi-truck that was like going the same speed as him, going the opposite direction, he just plow right through it. Like it's, it looks like an actual like horse. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like how many clones of me it would take to tackle Derrick Henry. I don't think you can count that high, Nick. I'm thinking at least I can twenty. Count up to me. like at least seventy, <laughs> and that's seventy corpses. Like That'd he's just gonna just run like, right through watching you. Each of them one by one go up. He just smashes my skull to the ground. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just both hands at the same time. I was Have just thinking seen? that he's gonna run over you, and your a tombstone's just gonna pop out of the ground behind him. It would look like it looked like Derrick Henry was playing Doom. <laughs> Jesus. Have you guys seen uh, that one video on YouTube? It's like Tyree Kill. He's playing like flag football, and all of, like the grade school kids <laughs> are trying yeah. to get the yeah. flag. Oh my off. god! It's a great video. There's like a hundred of them. Yeah, that's like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> we should put that on our Twitter after this is up. I'd imagine that would be like what it's like to the tackle like an NFL player. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, getting back to the draft. Uh, with my pick, I decided to double up on the running backs. I took Isaiah Spiller out of Texas A&M. Um. Isaiah Spiller, there's nothing really like flashy about him, I guess, but 
He's just a really solid overall running back. Well, calm down. Calm down, Disney. Sorry about that. Ad started playing. Um, yeah, uh, good production. I think he's the youngest running back that has declared. Uh, I may, might be wrong about that, but that's pretty good to see. Uh, Keong uh, declares. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's nothing flashy, but we've seen from the NFL, you don't have to be like, uh, an elite athlete to produce. Uh, my only concern with Spiller is that he's projected to be like a third, fourth round pick right now, which concerns me a little bit. Um, and if he is that, uh, obviously you have to adjust the rankings, but for now, taking him at the 108, I was, uh, I was, I was fine with it. Oh yeah, definitely great value for him. And it's especially like I mean I know this is between four people but like man if like for some reason he fell and you got like say you have like both picks for some reason and you got both Brees Hall and Spiller that's like serious trade value right there like if you don't right. believe in them fully there are so many people that are running back needy because it is such a like disaster of a position in dynasty yeah. And if you look at, like, for me personally, I don't really have much distinguishing the top three running backs. So if you look at the value of, like, Brees Hall versus Isaiah Spiller four picks later, maybe it might be a good idea to trade down if you need a running back since there's no, like, clear-cut RB1 in this class, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll have a whole video about... uh draft strategy at some point in the future uh yeah anyway with the next pick that would be nick all right so with my pick uh which is the 1.09 uh i decided to dabble into the quarterback scene because i like the guy uh that fell to me i'm going with kenny pickett uh out of pit any uh, two gloves Kenny fake slide, bring it to the NFL. Um, yes, sir. That was that was so clean. I don't know how he didn't tear his ACL doing that, but uh, but uh, he kind of reminds me of Joe Burrow. He kind of has that like pocket maneuverability. I obviously nowhere near the same tier of prospect, uh, but I think that there's like an easy chance that he could be gassed into the uh, the first quarterback taken. Um. He re he sustained what is his name from Pitt that won the it was the guy that Pitt that won the Bolitnikov right uh, yeah Jordan Addison so yeah he was like able it's to sustain like yeah uh, he was able to sustain like that tier of production out of a wide receiver which usually you only see from a good quarterback as well um, but yeah I think he's a baller. Uh, I think there's a chance that, and just because there's so many quarterback needy teams, I could have a starting quarterback off the bat. Uh, and I liked where he was at. I think I would take a lot of the people that went before him in this draft before him, though. So where I took him, I think, is appropriate. Yeah, uh, I think he almost locked in to be the first quarterback at this point, unless Matt Corral has like an insane combine or maybe Sam Howell. 
Uh, or maybe a team decides to just like go upside and take like Malik Willis. That's true. Uh, we never quite know what these NFL teams are doing, but all the betters have uh, Kenny Pickett as the number one uh, quarterback. Uh, he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that is like kind of dependent on the players around him. So if he goes somewhere like Pittsburgh, like that's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you could say the same thing about even like Joe Burrow. I mean, I know he was a rookie, uh, but his efficiency has just gone through the roof with the addition of Jamar Chase. Um, uh, yeah, Kenny Pickett, kind of a baller. I like Kenny Pickett. I like, Me too. I like, I like him a lot. Yeah. I, I really like that pick, Nick. I was surprised that you took him that early. Like, I don't know. I didn't really have an expectation of where he'd go, but like, you know, it seems that the dynasty community like is aware. And he's like, he's not an athlete, but he's mobile. He like, like Nick said, he's very Joe Burrow esque. Where like, he can pick up uh, yards with his legs. Mm-hmm. But you and shouldn't you shouldn't draft him expecting it. Basically. Yeah. All right, Alex, you had the next pick. All right. Uh, with the next pick, I took uh, the running back from Michigan State, Kenny Walker. Um, I mean, there's not really much to explain here. He he had a really good season in twelve games. He had sixteen hundred yards and two touch or not two touchdowns. I think I meant twelve when I typed that. It might have just been a mistype. Uh I'll look that up as I'm talking, but he uh I looked at his like height and weight. He's five ten with and two hundred ten pounds. And going off a quick BMI calculator um on Google that's 30 BMI, touchdowns. 18. Okay, so I maybe I just had a complete brain fart or something. Then I don't know, but I mean that I feel like that's a great size and BMI for a running back. Um, I'm not in, like a health expert, but five ten at running back, like I would say, is good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he just. He doesn't have much receiving upside. That's the only thing I don't love about him. But at the 110, I'm more than fine taking him because running back is, once again, just a wasteland. So, you know, if he falls that far down, I'll definitely take him at that price, you know? Yeah. The more I watch Kenny Pickett, or not Kenny Pickett, Kenneth Walker, uh, the, the more I like him. Like, I think in terms of, like, pure rushing ability... I think he is the best in this class from the guys I've watched at least. Mm-hmm. Um, his like burst through the line is just it's kind of insane. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's like an elite athlete or anything, but his like acceleration is just ridiculous. Yeah, I like that pick. I really like Kenneth Walker. He's starting to grow on me a lot. And I think yeah. he's the betting favorite to go first amongst the running backs. <laughs> All right. Final two picks. Uh, yeah. Yep. Michael, you're up. 
I chose Chris Olave, another receiver. Same reason that I chose all the other receivers, just the adaptability for the role. But Chris Olave, I think he's probably the best route running receiver in this draft class, or at least one of them. You've probably watched him more than I have, Nick, because you you know you go to OSU, but he the Ohio State guy. Yeah, he always has that little hesitation or like really difficult sell at the beginning of his route that always lets him get like separation. And at, I mean, look at the best receiver in the NFL right now, Devontae Adams, considered one of the best route runners in the league. Like Route running is just an important skill that I think that Olavi just shines so well in. I one of the things that I have heard about him is that uh, if he has to like go up, like really high and reach for a ball, that he's not going to come down with it too often. He has some kind of a uh, issues grabbing a ball that's away from him, but I mean that's kind of what you just need to improve when you're in the NFL. But I think that his route running is just like the big prime package for him and uh there you are examples oh my bad no you no you continue, continue. You, you give your opinion and i can oh yeah stem i off like that. chris olave uh a lot of people bring up how he like produced the worst out of the trio at ohio state but right i think once everybody's realizing how good jackson smith and jigba is and it's like already knowing how good garrett like it's hard to like put that much of a knock on him for that like that's absurd Right, but, but uh, like the the receiver that I I've heard like uh comp for him is Emmanuel Sanders. I, I really that like too. that uh comp, but I think he's really good at it, is getting like that like late burst of speed, like in a deep route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also he has really really elite tracking ability. There was this I think it was against Michigan State. I was at that game, and he just had the most absurd catch I've ever seen from a wide receiver. It was like he just had to track it down uh, absurdly well. Yeah. When uh, so I think that's like some intangible. He part can of just him. like the way that he tracks and adjusts his pace when he's running around when waiting for that ball is just insane. That's something mm-hmm. I was going to get to, but you just kind of set up perfectly. I was actually going to bring up that uh, Michigan State catch, but. Oh, I, I beat you to it, but no. Yeah, like, it's fine. He's a lot better. He's a lot better than like the Twitter dynasty community. Oh my we'll, god, we'll dude! They, up, like they, the Twitter, like if you if you compare him to David Bell, like say that he's better, like you're gonna get. There's gonna be at least like seven quote tweets. Yeah, on there, you. there's a lot of quote t- tweets. It's it's annoying, <laughs> but I'm actually really I excited for his ability to just track and what you say, James. <laughs> Oh yeah! Everyone hates Chris yeah, Olave. They, they all hate him. I don't get it. Like Chris Olave had the worst yards per route run on a team with literally two generational wide receivers. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My that, one concern with Olave is like his. Uh, I don't really see much of an ability to like create yards after catch, which like I said, that's one of the most yeah. translatable things. Um, I, uh, I also I, don't see him as like somebody who would command targets, uh, a lot of targets, kind of like how a Deontay yeah. Johnson would. I, I see him as being like a sneaky four to five targets, 60 
70 yards a game, maybe. Uh, kind My of fear guy. Is, is that he might turn into like a Henry Ruggs where he's yeah. way more important to an NFL offense than he is to like your fantasy teams. Um, yeah, that's a concern of mine, but it's kind of a gamble that I'm willing to take on it. But yeah, I think late first value is fine for Chris Olave. I will say if he starts, you know, if, if dynasty Twitter slanders him enough to where he's going in like the mid to yeah. late second round, he kind of becomes like an instant smash Steel. draft. Um, yeah. but you know, uh, I think, I think, uh, the combine uh, will be, uh, what tells all important for Olave. Um, and landing spot, obviously. Right. Um, so with the last pick, I elected to choose Sam Howell, uh, the Tar Heels quarterback, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, UNC. Yeah, UNC Tar Heels quarterback. Uh, kind of a up-and-down season for Sam Howell, but he, in terms of, like, rushing yards he actually like beat out everyone in this class uh including Malik Willis in rushing yards which is pretty crazy cuz he's yeah. like a I don't know how tall he is he he's like maybe 6 foot tall he's he's kind of built like Baker Mayfield um I know that's that's a comp people like for him I don't really see Baker in him like play style but they kind of look identical body wise um uh good has a good arm good uh um good rusher like i said i'm not really gonna hold too much against him this year because he had like no one else on offense i mean uh michael carter javante williams and diami brown i believe all left that uh, UNC team. And, I mean, offensive line wasn't very good. Um, Sam Howell was pretty much just having to do everything for himself, which is why he had so many rushing yards. Uh, The the draft capital does concern me because he's not supposed to be a first-rounder right now, which... If you're not a first rounder quarterback wise, it's very hard to get a like consistent start uh in the NFL. Like look at like Jalen Hurts. He was a second rounder and people were talking about benching him pretty much anytime he had any semblance of a bad game. Um yeah, that the, they're just like no job security past like the first round in the NFL when it comes to the quarterbacks. So that does concern me, but I mean the one twelve, like I don't think I would take uh I don't know, like Wandale Robinson over Sam Howell. Um he he's he's kinda in the tier same tier ish with Malik Willis. I would take Willis over Howell, but uh, I mean value wise. I'll take Sam Howell at, uh, at the 112. And, uh, yeah, that's 
that wraps up the draft. Uh, any thoughts you guys have on this? How it went? What what you maybe would have done wrong, or not wrong? What you maybe would have done differently? Or uh, I I really liked my picks. Like yeah, I did I too. Mean, not like trying to like you know call myself great or whatever, but like. I just, I love Drake London as a prospect. And I mean, like with Garrett Wilson gone, I mean, you can't, I kind of value them about the same. So it's not really a big deal that I got Drake London and like Malik Willis is a beast and Kenneth Walker also just, I really like too. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more talent. We've, we've been saying this, there's a lot more talent in the 2022 class than a lot of people give credit for just because they're still like. Um, zoned in on the 23 class. Um, Here's something fun uh, I was thinking of. So, like, what if we went through our picks and just said, like, if we were pretending like we were doing this before the NFL draft, what would be, like, the perfect, like, place that your pick could be drafted? Like, if they could be drafted to a specific team? Like, yeah. And I, I guess we can ignore, like, if you think one place has the most desirable running back and then someone before you pick that same place, we'll just like ignore that. I don't know if you guys would want to do that. Yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be so, fun. Since I was 101, uh, I think Traylon Burks on the Chargers would be like absolutely insane. Yeah, that would be good. Oh my. <laughs> like that the, just the Justin Herbert, think you'll Traylon Burks stack would be, would be unreal. If yeah. Traylon Burks goes to the Chargers, let me pull up keep trade cut real quick. Hold on. Actually, might, do I have it up on my laptop? Uh, let's say keep trade cut. You want to load? Okay, my internet. All right, I don't know what's happening. Uh, ba- like obviously, you wouldn't in a startup draft. You wouldn't take him over, uh, Chase Jefferson. But like, w- what range of wide receiver would you take Traylon Burks if he went to the Chargers with Justin Herbert? I'd take him over Terry. I, oh, if you said AJ Brown or Traylon Burks, I'd have to go AJ Brown, but. Uh... Oh my gosh, that'd be close. Mm-hmm. Like, if you gave me any bust, if you just said there's no bust potential, that's Traylon, I would probably take him like wide receiver four or five. Like, actually. So you'd take him over guys like, like T. Higgins, uh, CD Lamb. Um, it's so tough. Just considering Keenan's old uh, mm-hmm. and Mike Williams, like, he's really good, but like, that would be such a good landing spot for him. I don't know. I would put him in the five to seven range, I would say. Uh, wide range. receiver five to seven. Hmm. All right. You can, uh, are, we, are we doing it pick by pick or are we doing it like uh, everyone go through their picks? Uh, we can do it pick by pick. All right. Okay. Sounds good. So I guess me with Malik Willis, 
there's a lot of good spots for QB to land. But in this short time I thought about it, I think the Panthers would be my favorite spot from the land because one, I have a DJ Moore share, and two, um, and I I want Terry to get a Q- good QB, but I also don't want it to be at the expense of Antonio Gibson's like production. Same with uh, where was the other one? Like Javante Williams' production, like in terms of like red zone, red um, zone. T- like touchdowns. So. I think the Panthers would just make me the happiest because, I mean, they have a lot of talent in that area and and on that team, I feel like, in the offense. But sadly, it seems like they want to stick with Darnold. One more member of the quarterback committee. (laughs) (laughs) Unstoppable. I would kill Matt Rule myself if he did that. <laughs> <laughs> like, now your tenure ends now. Malik is the deep ball passer. Sam is the intermediate guy. And Cam is the, he's the rushing one. Jesus. <laughs> I really yeah. hope Matt Rule does not watch our podcast. <laughs> I hope he does so he can learn how dumb he is. Uh, we hate you, Matt Rule. Yeah, we do. We yeah, hate I all like bad coaches. I like the Panthers with that. The Panthers with that. If their like offensive line can get any help for him, like he does have a great range of weapons. I really do want to see DJ Moore. I want to see DJ Moore find the end zone. I love DJ. I love him too. He deserves it. He, yeah. Uh, I. I am not too worried about Antonio Gibson's uh, red zone targets, so I actually want Matt Corral. I think he's going to fit well in Washington. I, I'm just a Terry believer. I want Terry to succeed with everything I got. Yeah, honestly, Washington's almost like a perfect landing spot yeah. for a quarterback at the moment. Like their offensive that's, that's line all they're pass missing. protection is one of the top. Yeah. And they I mean they're missing I think they should also take a wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, because Adam Humphreys or Cam Sims is their second like receiving threat, maybe beyond like Logan yeah. Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Until C- Curtis Samuel fixes his groin. Which good luck <laughs> with I completely forgot about Curtis Samuel. It's not that hard uh, to do. The dude missed like every game this year. Yeah. You're right. But yeah, that Washington be a great uh landing place. Yeah, I agree. Just someone uh, better than Taylor Heineke, please. Please. That's all I want. Taylor Heineke's good when he plays the Bucks, okay? Yeah. Yeah. He can he can join Eli as the uh, anti Brady weapon. He can join Eli on the uh, sinister six against Brady. It's so weird, like these random, like well, I mean, like Eli Manning wasn't random, but like these, like pretty much like under career underperformers against Tom Brady just like go off against him. It's the weirdest thing ever. Regular season Saints are just such a different. Like animal when facing Brady. Uh, anyway, Brees Hall. Uh, like I mentioned, the Cardinals. Um, 
I think Devin Singletary's contract is up, so maybe the Bills could use a running back. Um, I can't imagine they want Josh Allen taking like 80 hits to the body a game. That dude does not know how to slide. Uh, I mean, it's fun to watch, but I, I can't imagine the Bills' front office is ecstatic Happy about, about that. that. After um, they gave Josh Allen a third, like $300 million contract, they definitely don't want to see that. Maybe even maybe I, maybe even the Bucks, honestly, uh, depending on what they do with Lombardi Lenny. Um, I think Brees Hall could replace Leonard Fournette pretty well. Uh, yeah, the, those are the, the those are the ones I'd like to see personally. Uh, Nick, you're uh, up. I'm up sum up with uh garrett wilson uh and i would i would like to see i think washington could be another uh good one if they i don't think it'd be good because they only have one first pick and if they go garrett wilson who's not going to be there in the second uh and that would be tough uh but i think washington could use a good second receiver um i want to say the browns but like no, like the quarterback situation so bad. It'd just be the easiest like way for him to break out uh, for like be the number one option. Uh, it's kind of tough. I actually don't know. Maybe the Saints, but then again, like they're also missing a quarterback. The Patriots actually could be good. I think the Patriots mm-hmm. could be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to think of ways for him to be like a target leader uh, because that's at the end of the day, that's the easiest way to gaining fantasy production. Um, so actually looking through all that, I think the Patriots would probably be the best. Or he could just be a generational talent like Jamar, not be the target leader, but just like say, yeah, I'm just going to take this five yards green pass to the house. Don't mind me. I don't think it would happen, but if the Jaguars were able to get him with the 2.01, like, having that Trevor Lawrence-Garrett Wilson connection, if Trevor, like, can actually be Trevor or something, I think that could also be good. Right. Yeah, I think the the Browns and Patriots would make the... I would like to see the Patriots the most, but... I mean, the Browns would be... They would be horrible, but not like. Yeah, it would be horrible. Who am I kidding? Um, yeah. Patriots. Yeah, I like that one. All right, Alex, you are up. Drake London. I mean, there's. I mean, it's like we were just talking about. There's a lot of good spots. Uh, I. I mean, I would love the Patriots. Um. Sorry, I'm having a brain fart. I did too when I was thinking for Garrett Wilson. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I was talking to my brother about it today. There's definitely a lot more I was thinking. Like, hold on, give me one sec. I'm gonna pull up the text because I texted him it. But yeah, the Patriots would be great, and then uh... imagine this: oh. the Saints bring back Jameis. And they draft 
Drake London to be the Mike Evans. That was one of them that I said, yeah, the Saints. I would love that, actually. And then I was thinking, too, just because Julio's old, like I'd like to see him on the Titans, maybe. Or, like, I the Texans might be good because Davis Mills shows some promise, but, like... I could see I could see them moving on from him if he has a bad game easily. Cuz I mean David Culley just got fired, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. nothing that, that, that like really doesn't make sense cuz he gave them They overperformed. Of, oh yeah, they definitely did. But yeah, anyways like this, they were yeah, like they were 4 and 12 and then lost to Sean Watson and JJ Watt and then they were 4 and 12. What? They were like competitive know. in most of their games too. They were. Yeah, they almost beat the Titans. And they they almost beat the Patriots almost too. Almost beat the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, they almost beat the Patriots. Almost beat the Titans and did beat the Titans. Yeah. But imagine doing better at your job than you were supposed to, do, and then and getting fired, fired for it. But like, anyways, like continuing on. Um, I also had like. I wouldn't, I don't think, like, this would be very dependent, but if Aaron Rodgers stays, like, the Packers, I mean, like, their next best weapon is Lazard and MVS, you know, besides Devontae, and Devontae might be leaving, so, but if Aaron Aaron Rodgers stays, I think Devontae stays, so, I don't know. And then, I I mean, I wouldn't mind him on the Bills either. Those are, like, I Uh guess, like, I don't know. I guess the Bills would probably be my favorite spot. One that I do popped like... into my head uh, for both Garrett Wilson and Drake London is the Raiders. They have a pretty Ooh. glaring need for uh, playmakers. and I mean, yeah. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. And Derek Carr has not shown really any big wish to leave the Raiders. He's always said that he'll retire before he leaves them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Derek Carr stays with the Raiders, Drake London is also. I don't want to like take away what Michael said for James uh, Jameson Williams, but like uh, Drake London could take like what Brian Edwards is actually supposed to be, like that like big body receiver, and then I think Jameson Williams could take over what Henry Ruggs was supposed to be. Yeah. All right, Michael, uh, you are up with Jameson Williams. Yeah, Nick, I was going to say that I did think that him taking that Henry Ruggs role would have been good, but I also think that uh, Patriots will be good. Not because uh, while Mac Jones never played with Jameson Williams at Alabama, they both came for, come from the same system. So there would be that at least that connection of being from a Saban-controlled system that I think would actually work really well with them. And the Patriots we, are lacking yeah, we, speed so bad. I was I was honestly surprised that you didn't say uh Traylon Burks to the Patriots when you were talking to him because that's I was just I was just so fixated on the Chargers. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah. Cause like that's where I've always seen Salivating. people saying that they want Traylon Burks to go is to the Patriots to get Mac Jones at uh Big weapon that they think he that he needs. Jameson th- Williams on the Chargers too. 
Sorry, would be Jason Williams on the Chargers too. I'm pretty sure anybody anybody on the Chargers. (laughs) Yeah, you're kind of right. I think anybody who can threaten deep, like what Herbert's doing with Jalen Guyton, like he's throwing Jalen Guyton deep bombs. Like he's throwing him bombs. (laughs) They should say F it and sign Devontae in the (laughs) offseason. Oh my god. Or trade for Calvin Ridley. That'd be oh electric. my yeah, that would be oh that would be insane. Oh my, oh like my, oh that's my why, god, that's why I'm holding Ridley. I have it in my heart. <laughs> You're gonna do it. Oh my god. Yeah, but I think Jameson Williams to uh, the Patriots would be a really good fit just because of the familiarity of. You know, saving programmed uh, receivers for Mac Jones. Yeah, and Nick Saban or Bill Belichick just like loves Bama. Oh yeah, he loves you Nick know. Saban. So do the Raiders, really... like bad uh, uh, Alabama players. Let's not talk about that. The oh, Raiders yeah. like criminals. I remember at one point <laughs> tweeting like the Raiders GM like picks the worst player from Bama they can possibly take without getting fired immediately. The, the Raiders is <laughs> like literally just year. somebody looking at that te- like criminal team in the longest yard and saying, hey, let's make that a real thing. <laughs> um, so Isaiah Spiller is pretty much the same thing I said with Brees Hall. I don't know why, but I have this like vision Maybe it's because he's from Texas A&M, but I just have like a vision of him on the Texans that uh, have no concrete evidence to back that up. But some part of me just tells me start something with that rebuild. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, pretty much just the same thing I said with Brees Hall, though. Like Buffalo uh, Cardinals. Um, uh, Bucks, maybe. Yeah. The only thing is, I think the Bucks will probably bring back Fournette. I, I, they probably will. Um, yeah. What would you think about if the 49ers got him? What if they, I don't think they would, just considering That'd be Elijah interesting. Mitchell's. That would, like, like kind of mess up some leagues. <laughs> I would definitely tank Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, yeah, Elijah Mitchell would be worth nothing. Sorry, but six round pick. If I mean, Isaiah Spiller's definitely a better prospect than Mitchell. Yeah. Um, but knowing Shannon will probably just bench mid, uh, Spiller the whole year for like Jeff Wilson or something. Oh, no. When Raheem comes back, it's over. <laughs> that backfield's his until he tears his ACL. It's Debo's. Nap one week. <laughs> Debo's, yeah, it is Debo's. Debo's yeah, like... When we can, it'll be Trey Lance's when Jimmy G gets re-signed. <laughs> it'll be like Jimmy Garoppolo handing it off to Trey Lance. <laughs> <laughs> Probably be the other way around. <laughs> 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 would pay to see that. Can you imagine Jimmy G making someone like 
this and <laughs> eventually like what Arby's do they just like if they like try to arm tackle you just stiff Arby to the ground <laughs> imagine Jimmy G doing that oh god that would be so funny I want to like just go on Madden and do that right now I know I just had that uh, inclination too uh, alright, uh, let's finish this thing out. Nick, uh, you had Kenny Pickett. Yeah, kind of what we said earlier, uh, with quarterbacks, uh, I think the Washington football team would be a really good fit. Um, the Steelers, I mean, I'm sad because I'm a Bengals fan, I would say the Steelers are a good fit. Like, their offensive line's better than people give credit, uh, especially in Pat's protection, and I think they do have weapons, so... It'd be good. I um, feel like so yeah. I really like the Steelers for him just because he went to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. that's also true. I, I didn't. I don't know. I that. I hate the Steelers, but I feel like I could. Some it's like James is Spiller. It's like that's where I feel like Pickett's gonna land. Mm-hmm. It just makes the most sense, but I mean, no evidence. Like James said, like just. Steelers don't strike me as a team that want to take like a raw quarterback. They, they, I think they'd want to take someone with like the most, uh, like the most NFL ready. I guess. Yeah, like ready to go. Because their roster, their roster is pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, they will. I mean, they're in the playoffs for a reason. You know. So I mean, like, yeah, if like. If you can get to the playoffs with Big Ben, yeah, they got like, to the playoffs like with Super Bowl contenders with like average QB play. Hey, Alex, you are up with Kenneth Walker. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard. Like, I don't remember exactly what you said with Spiller, but like. When it comes to running backs, it's not like, for me, there's nothing that jumps out at me when I, like, just, like, go to think about it. But I guess, like, like the Texans, like you said, would be decent just because there's no, like, bona fide number one there. Um, Honestly, like, I'm trying to think, like, the Seahawks would be really good if, if Russell Wilson stayed there. Um... I don't. I wouldn't want my running back going to a place where, I mean, like, what what would the Seahawks even do without Russ? Like, I I just wouldn't like that situation if Russ isn't there. But uh, other than that, I don't know. There's not really like anything that jumps out to me like crazy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just going through all, like all the backfields. It's like. I'm really struggling to think of one that like absolutely just like needs a running back right now. Like some of the ones with like aging running backs, like I like, you know, just if he were to like play second fiddle for a year, like I like Javante did, I'd be fine with that. Like the Saints, maybe if like I don't know what Kamara's contract looks like, but that I could see working out and like maybe Maybe even with, like, the Panthers. I don't know how long McCaffrey signed, but he started, like, in the Dynasty community, I don't know about the NFL community, he's kind of getting that injury-prone label. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, it's just even like if you went to the Chargers, the Bills, that's one that jumps out. Like if you sat behind Eckler, because like they need a RB two, because Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson aren't doing anything. But OP, yeah, like a Kenneth Walker, Austin Eckler tandem would be pretty dope. Like bring back that would be Melvin Gordon, Eckler days. That'd be nice. I don't know if they would have Loki. it. It'd be nice. It Loki, would fit well. Uh, Loki, the Chiefs need a running back. Yeah. That it, yeah. The Steelers, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you think? The Titans. Colts. Do you guys? I mean. The Colts. What'd you say? What were you saying, <laughs> Alex? I was just. I was. Were you guys serious with, like, the. Chiefs needing one because I know you said the Steelers, but as a, as a fellow Ceh uh, investor in Dynasty, uh, yeah, they need a running back. <laughs> like Ceh, <laughs> do you do you think they'll move on from him though? Since they took him in the first round, but it was also like almost two years ago that they did that. I don't think they're gonna take one. Uh, I don't think they. Can I think they would go receive him. Yeah, I think that they would still be trying for that upside that he might potentially have that I don't see. But I don't understand the Chiefs with CEH. Like they involve every either. other running back in the passing game, except the one that was like noted for his passing ability. Mm-hmm. Daryl Williams actually looks like really good, and I don't know why. I don't know if he's actually good or if the just that role has so much value. All right, Michael, you're up with Chris Olave. Where would you like to see him? Uh, you compared him to Emmanuel Sanders, and I actually think that the Saints would be a good fit for him because of that. I like that. Yeah. As you're probably the Saints. Gonna, yeah, I said the Saints. Just curious, like, is Olave uh, like? Does he like do a lot of like? Keenan Allen type stuff like is he a slot guy and like works like kind of underneath everything and like in the middle of the field or like a lot he was used as like an outside deep threat type, type of guy yeah I really was, I, he's placed a lot in the Z like, formation like the Z receiver he was pretty much a go route or a comeback or a screen that was like his entire route tree. He did. He did do uh, a lot of screens. Yeah, he was. It, oh, like how how Ohio State does it is they'll just like kind of they'll just have in like eleven personnel. They'll just have like the slot receiver turn into a blocker, and the person on the outside uh, would get that ball. And so like they do that between Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Oh uh, yeah, I have Sam Howell, and I'm gonna be honest. I have no damn clue. Uh, I've I've been trying to think as possible, like if he's not like he's gonna be a late first rounder. Uh, uh, you know, like according to all draft database, whatever. So I'm just gonna throw out something here, and I'm gonna see how y'all feel about it. What if the Bucks take Sam Howell? Let's say they win the Super Bowl in the last pick of the draft, just to 
stay under Tom Brady for a year. Don't well, they have Kyle Trask? Yeah, but he's Kyle Trask. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, James. James. <laughs> Sorry, is, uh... Kyle Trask, if you listen. Or <laughs> Kyle Trask, I'll get a name change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a very unsexy name. Yeah. Just leave it at that. But if if that happened, I don't know if it would really change much about Howell for me because I've seen like I don't know. I'm not like I guess I'm not sold on him. I mean, I'm not like I'm not like completely against Sam Howell, but it's just like I don't know. He's not like real. Even sitting behind Brady, it's just not like enough. I guess for me to be like, right. oh, I'll I'll go trade. I wouldn't trade a first rounder for him if even if he sat behind Brady. I don't think, like, I couldn't see myself doing that. Probably yeah, be like and, a Jordan Love if he sat behind Brady. Yeah, and one thing with the Bucks is it feels like they're just like a bubble. I feel like they're like one Tom Brady retirement away from going back to like seven and like ten. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because, Bucks like, fans. <laughs> oh yeah, if you're a Bucks fan, uh, <laughs> it's probably the it, truth. It just feels like 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 who are these players? They have like Indomitian Sue, Jason Pierre Paul, like Sha- Shaq Barrett. Like they could all name? retire. Antonio anytime. Brown. Oh, well, no, no, not anymore. anymore. <laughs> Richard like, Sherman, Rob Gronkowski, even, even like Mike Evans and. Leonard Fournette, they're yeah, kind of like old Ryan for their position. I mean, Evans is 29 people. and Fournette's 27. Is Evans 29 or 28? I thought he was 29. I he don't might, know. He's probably going on 20. I think he might be 28. Yeah. I think he's 28. Yeah, he's going on 29. Yeah, he's 28. He'll turn 29 in yeah. August. But I think he'll carry on for at least a few more seasons with his current production. He's always dealing with like hamstring injuries, though. Yeah, that is true. But yeah, the Bucks. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know where I'd want Sam Howell to go. I don't. Ideally, I don't think he would be a starter day one. I don't mm-hmm. think he's being viewed as that. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe the Texans want to take like a early second round shot on Sam Howell. I have no clue. They just want to bring in some competition for Davis Mills. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. TBH. But the thing with Howell is like, you're kind of drafting him for his like, not his arm mm-hmm. talent, but his rushing upside too. Because he is a really right. good rusher. Mm-hmm. And did, didn't he have more rushing yards than Malik? Yeah. So he's not a bad rusher. He's sneaky athletic. Yeah. I mean, and, and he's white. Perfect, perfect <laughs> combination, baby. That was implied with sneaky athletic. Well, I said it for Garrett Wilson. <laughs> That's true. Not all stereotypes are true, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's our mock draft. 
uh, it will obviously change a lot in the next upcoming months, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we might do another one of these before the combine. Um, we probably will. And then we'll do one post combine pre draft and then probably another one or two like, post draft. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to it, but I think that's all we have for this episode. Unless you guys want to say something else. No, I think that's it. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Fantasy Best. We always have polls going, and it's very active. It's great. Check the replies; they'll make you laugh. Yeah. 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 We do a lot of shit posting. A lot of it. If I offend, if if usually it's me shit posting, but if I offended Mm -hmm. you, don't take it seriously, or do I don't don't really care. Um, (laughs) but yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter, FantasyScape underscore. We just hit a hundred followers. That's pretty nice. Um, yeah. Uh, from us at FantasyScape. Uh, good luck with your trading. Um, hopefully, you guys can get some of these twenty-two picks. Um, get some of these players on your team. And yeah, see y'all later.